Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Okay, folks, if you're a fan of the Geek Block and you have been with me, struggling with me, listening to my show for years now, you know that I always talk over that announcement. And I told my guest today, this was a special day because for the first time, I was not going to start flapping my yap until the blog radio people got done. I am just, I'm just going to take a moment to be proud of myself. All right. It's that time again, Geek Block heads. Get out your cozy Black Panther pajamas and settle in for the Geek Block. I'm your host, Carla Hoke. Uh, my guest today is one that I've had the pleasure of meeting personally, and he's truly one of the most interesting and darn smartest folks I promise you that I've ever met. And I've only said that on a show a few times, but he truly is. He knows a little bit about everything, and he's kind of like um, he's kind of like Siri <laughs> when it comes to books. You can say, "Hey, um, TJ, tell me about um, the ancillary characters and all the alchemy rules in Mistborn." Or, "Hey, TJ, what's the color of Frodo's shirt in the third chapter of Book Two of Lord of the Rings?" He'll know. He will know. Um, and he has a new book out. And considering how darn smart he is, you know it's a good one. My guest today is TJ Akers. How are you today, sir? Oh, I'm very fine. Thank you for having me on your show. Okay. How is the weather out there? Tell folks where you're uh, calling in today from. I live in southern Minnesota, and we have a rare moment where it's a 30 degrees, and the snow is sort of oh melting, and so we're, everybody's rushing to get their cars washed. Oh, that's <laughs> so right. It's, it's actually a very nice day today uh, by Minnesota standards. Uh, if you're Do a Floridian, you... you'd probably be dying. Oh, I'm going to tell you what, if it was 30 degrees here in Houston, and we've had, uh, we've actually had several times that it snowed in the past couple months, and it was like end times, TJ. I'm telling you, people were losing their mind. And on the news, they kept saying, please don't drive. People, please don't drive. And, and, but people do. People do. Do you like cold weather? Is that one of those things that you just end up having to like it? Or do you actually kind of like cold weather? I used to like winter because there's just fun things to do, but as I'm getting older, right. you know, I don't enjoy some of the fun things anymore, and so now I'm getting to the point where I really hate the cold weather. I know. It makes um, my joints achy. I'll just say it. It makes me achy. Okay. Right. Tell listeners where they can find you on social media. You can find me a couple of places. You can find me at TGA Acres on Facebook. That's my author page. You can also find me at Tim Acres on Facebook. Um, I have a website, tjacres.com, and you can also find me there, and I have all the appropriate links uh, on my webpage. So and spell you your name for with me, you certainly can. Uh, my last name is spelled A-K-E-R-S. There you go. Um, do you like social media? Um, you're good I'm, at it, I'm, and it seems like people that are good at it kind of like it. But I don't know if you're good at it just because you're good at it or if it's actually because you kind of like it. I, I Well, boy, that's really nice. I, I didn't think I was that good at it. No, I'm, I grew up with party lines and analog and three channels on TV. <laughs> yes, and so, me too. Um, social media is kind of, you know, sort of a, uh, it seems like it's a necessary evil. 
Um, if I didn't need to do it, you know, one of the things I use to to write with and, and con- connect with fans, I probably wouldn't do it. However, having said that, I do love the conversations I have with people because I really do enjoy people. Um, I've gotten to talk to some of my favorite authors through social media, which is really cool. Um, it is. I meet new authors. I meet, uh, yep. I chat with my fans. And so it's kind of fun in that regard. I do enjoy that aspect. Yeah, I have but to I'd say that. Face to face. Me too. I, you know, for for me as an author, it is, oh my gosh, it's, you can't ask for a, a better advertising tool. And it's so easy. It's right there. And you can connect with people that you would normally never be able to connect with. But I'm like you at the same time. You know, I, I miss the fact that people used to just pick up a phone and, and hey, my, I, I know what a party line is. You, people used to pick up the phone and just call each other. But life right. is what it is. Okay, your yeah. most recent book, The Final Paladin, Key of Apollyon, hit the shelves November 14th. It was a finalist for the Genesis Award, and that was your second Genesis finalist, correct? That was your second one. Correct. Actually, I've oh had uh, three other make it make it to the uh one i had one that made it to the finalists in 2013 i had another one that actually made it to the top 10 uh, that was chocolate eyes wasn't to, it uh the one the finalist was chocolate eyes yes uh, uh-huh. the other the other one that made it to the top 10 was called the rose king which is a speculative piece and wow uh, it didn't win but it did encourage me. hey oh no kidding tell folks what the genesis awards are Genesis Awards are done by the American. Okay, Uh, Genesis Awards are the uh, uh, a contest set up by the American Christian Fiction Writers Association, and so it's a fairly large organization. It is, um, and it is, and it's kind of it's a little bit heavy on the romance writer side, but you know there's also writers, and you meet a lot of a a lot of. publishers and editors that way. And so they have a contest, which I really recommend uh, anybody to mm-hmm. do. It's for unpublished uh, writers. And mm-hmm. you send the first 15 pages of your main, of your manuscript in, and you compete against other, other writers. And so it's fairly big. You get a lot of, a lot of people signing up for it. Yes. And, and, it and you made it's huge it's a, it's as a, a speculative one. fiction yeah. person. I mean, you, you said it correctly. It, it tends to year after year lay a little bit heavy on the romance writer side, but you know what? More and more I'm seeing speculative fiction stuff come up there. And I absolutely love that. All right. The final paladin, the key of Apollyon. Tell listeners about this book. Well, this actually takes place in 1870, uh, New York and probably one of the most infamous ghettos in American history. It's it's been around for it was around for just slightly over a hundred years, um, and it's it's Five Points New York. If you've ever seen Coppers, which is a BBC series, or mm-hmm. Gangs of New York with Daniel Day Lewis, that's uh, this is where where my story starts with, and uh, my protagonist Peg. That's not her her actual name. Her real name is Vermillion, but she doesn't like being called that. So she's called Peg and Peg comes home from work and she works sewing in a sewing factory in, in a sweatshop and finds her brother murdered in an alley. And at that point, 
she is about she gets attacked by a, a crooked policeman and she is rescued somebody actually comes to her rescue and then comes the supernatural attacks uh, they are set upon by uh, a Persian set of demons called Lilith and of course she gets to meet her godfather that she didn't know she had uh, and he comes to her rescue and rescues her and she actually finds out that she's about ready to inherit the family business business she's not really all that interested in and uh, she is uh, from a long line, a long, uh, a long, a, a bunch of clans of, of uh, Frankish knights called paladins, and uh, there aren't. She's the only one left. Her older brother, who was actually probably set to take over, was killed, and now she gets this job thrust on her. And one of the, the things that uh, paladins were were tasked with was uh, protecting the reliquary of uh, Emperor Charlemagne. He was a Catholic and, Mm -hmm. you know, he was a kind of a conqueror. And so he was always looking for ways to, you know, further his empire. And one of those ways was with, you know, uh, objects of power, shall we say. And uh, the the piece in this collection was called the Key of Apollyon, which is a destructive weapon. And she gets tasked with having to guard this and take care of it. Now, the problem with taking care of that, this, this kind of object, is that anybody who's ever guarded it in the past for, like, well over a thousand years either goes mad or they get killed. Because there's all kinds of things always wanting to take control of this particular uh, power or this particular object, and it's fastened onto her, and it's picked her, and she's not at all happy with this. So think of it as, wow. as working a job you don't want. And, and that's, but, but if you don't do this job, bad things will happen. And right. So the, the fun thing about this particular book is I, my publisher, L2L2, um, mm-hmm. they're okay with me experimenting with different tropes. So the first one is, is, is a heavy fairy tale. I mean, it's, it's an outright fairy right. tale. And I mash up all the legends that I've ever studied in college and I mash them up into this, this, uh, uh, action adventure, if you will, and, and I use them all. And I use all the archetypes. I, I use the, you know, some things that a lot of people just didn't really know that they've existed, but they've seen in other stories. And so um, I had a blast with this. I got to use all my favorite fairy tales and make these characters sort of over the top fun. Yeah. And I was so, looking anyway. at it. No, keep going, Go keep going. Anyway, um, I'm, I, I'm really hoping people enjoy this um, because I want to write more. I, I can write 10 or 12 of these these stories with this character, and I got some really fun, but this poor character is going to go places that she's just going to hate. And, uh, but you know, the I'm, readers will I'm, have a blast. I'm glad you mentioned that about fairy tales because, you know, when I was uh, researching the book, I was looking at the different tags with it on Amazon, and one of them was fairy tales, and I thought, okay. That's something we need to go over because I love grown-up fairy tales. I absolutely love them. <laughs> you know, they're fantastically popular with children for a reason. It's because they're great. And so I'm glad you included those. Why did you choose the five points, Burrow? That was very smart. Why did you do that? I am, I'm a history geek, 
seriously. If if mm-hmm. I didn't have a, you know, if I hadn't gotten degrees in in theology and English and literature, I probably would have gotten degrees in history because history is so full of good stories. It is. And um, one of the most interesting places in U.S. history is Five Points, New York. It really know, this is. is. This is like the era where every every sociology student studies and all the mm-hmm. all the uh, people who study penitentiaries and everything, they, they go back and they study this era uh, because it, it's the same problems we have today back you know, yeah. over 100 years ago. But and you know, you, you read those stories about Five Points, uh, Bro, and everything, and they seem like stories. They don't seem like, okay, this, this didn't really happen right. And it was insane. It was an incredibly insane time. I don't know how anybody in that area lived through that era with all the violence, never mind that it wasn't the cleanest time to live in a city. So I, I, I love that you picked that. Okay, so when this book was floating around in your head, what did you think of first, a main character or the storyline? Well, originally, I was going to, to write uh, Godfrey's story. Now, Godfrey is the knight mm-hmm. who, right. who caused all this mess in the beginning. He's the one who got coerced into getting this particular relic, and he unleashed a lot of misery, kind of like Pandora's box, if you will. Yeah, right. He's a really good guy. He was very young. He's a really good guy. He has a really strong sense of chivalry, which really originated in in, uh, Mm France. And he goes, God, I got to clean this mess up. Please, please, please let let me clean this mess up. Uh, and you know you always be careful what you pray for because sometimes right. the answer is that. Right. And, and so he he and his retinue uh, he has um, um, a couple other people that that with him are are hanging around nearly immortal, uh, practically immortal until this this box gets put back to where it's supposed to be. And I wrote it as a box that can actually take various forms, but uh, it's a mm-hmm. box for a reason. So okay, so uh, how, how really did it go from being? That. So how did it end up being a, a Peg the main character rather than Godfrey? Well, I, I'm going to blame that one on the ACFW because most of the judges are women. <laughs> uh, they're female, right? Right. And and so I'm going. Yeah, I can write a really compelling character, uh, and I can do this do that time very very well because uh, mm-hmm. I studied it enough, but. They're women, and you know, I don't want that to sound sexist, but they would rather read about women, you know, and, and female yeah. characters. And so I said, okay. So I adjusted for the audience, but if I can get this one popular enough, oh, I do want to do the, the, the prequels to it because Godfrey's story is really cool. When you have a spark of an idea for a story, what what do you do with it? Do you keep up with them on a file in your computer somewhere? Do you write them down? And I mean, how how do you keep up with them? Because I've I've noticed, you know, I'll have one just here and there, here and there, and I think, you know what, I probably should write that down, and I don't. So what do you do when you have a spark of a story? I just remember them all. Oh gosh, I knew you were going to say that. I'll never be able to do that. <laughs> you are the smartest person. I, I, You're the smartest person. No, I'm not smart. I, sometimes it's kind of a curse because you know it's, it's like the story will go all kinds of places in my head, right. and I'll and I'll not forget. I'll tell you when I was a little kid. I was five years old. 
I watched cartoons and TV shows and I would go to bed every night and I would rewrite some of the, the cartoon shows that I liked. Sometimes I wrote myself into it. Sometimes I just changed it because I didn't like the way the story was. And I have done that pretty much every night until I was 40 years old when I started taking up writing. So, so you didn't start <laughs> writing until you were 40? Actually, 42, actually, yes. Wow. So uh, why? What was it that at 42 you said, yeah, I'm going to do this? Um, my son was eight years old at the time. I am a mm-hmm. reader. I'm a big reader, okay? Mm-hmm. And when my son, we only have one, one child. And, mm-hmm. at, you know, when he was old enough to appreciate it, every night he went to bed, I read him a story. I did the voices and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read it just so, so yeah, I found him kind of entertaining. And then I would create stories for him. I, I wrote, I created a story called Cybercat about a kitty cat that, that did programming and got into trouble hacking. He loved that. Aww. And yeah, actually, I, I might still revisit that story because I, I love the villain in it, Dr. Buffy, the evil hamster genius. And, <laughs> and it was a very, it was a real favorite with him. Um, Anyway, but I I actually started doing that, and he was. He was the reader up until he hit eight years old. And I'm going, what's wrong? You're not, you know, you're not reading. Or he would come home and he'd share books and everything. And I'm going, what's wrong? And he goes, well, I can't find anything I like. I'm going, oh, good grief. Oh, let me help you, you know. And so I took him to the library. I found an audio book of Lemony Snicket. And if anybody yeah. read those series, they're really fun series. And the audio book was narrated by Tim Curry. And he goes, oh, oh this perfect. is a good story. Right. And so so he, he got started reading in it, but he was still complaining about um, not finding stories. So for his I think, eighth or ninth birthday, I wrote him a novel. It's called The Infinity Box. Oh. Uh, I still have that novel. I've actually finished it. Uh, a long time ago, but I'm in the process of rewriting it uh, in between my other things because that is one seriously fun story, and uh, he uh-huh. liked it too. And and so one of my characters is autistic. Uh, he has mm-hmm. an older brother. Uh, I use science. I use probability. I use future. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I even throw angels and trolls into it, into the mix. And so if you read anything of mine. Um, I really shoot for, for over-the-top fun. Um, well, good. That's, what, the, yeah, that's get, what you're supposed to do. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So that one's going to get published again. Um, I know my publisher has expressed interest in uh, science fiction fantasy uh, with with male protagonists. I'm going, oh, I've got right. some of those. So yeah. anyway, but, but that's – and that got me going, and I'm going – I really like this. I don't care if he, you know, if he ever wants me to write right. another story, I'm going to really do this again. And uh, I kind of got talked out of doing it when I was in Bible college and I was kind of very much discouraged from writing fiction. Oh, and that's sad. Isn't well, that sad? Yeah, How that is sad, really sad is that? Okay. At what point really in your sad. writing did your book, uh, Dusty's Adventures come up, come about? How long after the infinity box? Oh, this was like years. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It took me a year to write. I'll tell you the story behind that because that's a really interesting story. It's not necessarily written for Christian uh, readers, though 
Mm-hmm. I try to write stories that everybody can read and wouldn't mind. Right. I do too. Um, right. Yeah. And so uh, Rob Tretzelart, um, he's a an author who has mm-hmm. several books published with Zondervan. Uh, I, you know, messaged me one night and he goes, my brother-in-law said that he's looking, you know, somebody looking to write for middle grade. And I, I said, I know you do. I don't, but I know you do. Why don't you get in touch with him? And uh, his brother, brother-in-law, Rob's brother-in-law, is Doug Hycheck, the producer of Monster Quest. Um, and it, it, my my son and I watch that series regularly. I do too. I love we, it. You know, we love it. Oh yes. And and so Doug Hycheck had a field producer who lives here in Minnesota, who was looking to have a story written, you know, uh, using animals that he has as characters in it. Um, mm-hmm. And that would be Mark Peterson. And Mark Peterson was a field producer for Monster Quest. So he was the guy going out in the middle of nowhere with trail cameras on horseback and, you know, getting all these shots and everything. And so I, I talked to uh, talked to Mark Peterson probably about like six months. Because I wanted to make sure he wasn't a kook or anything. Uh, he <laughs> is, but he's a really He's a kook and a very fun The good kind. Um, Yeah. Yeah, the good kind. And so I met him, and he told me what he wanted to do. And uh, Mark has, you know, uh, has this horse called Dusty. The horse is actually a therapy horse. They they have names for what Dusty does. Dusty's been doing this before they had names for that. And Mark takes Dusty to Ronald McDonald houses. And the horse can seriously work an audience. And and so what he does, Dusty goes... Well, and he does, and he kisses you, and he, he gives Aww. you, Mark will tell him to go get a plushie, and Dusty goes and grabs a plushie out of the barrel and goes and gives My it to goodness. the kid. And he's he's actually very well known in, in the organization of Ronald McDonald's house, and he goes, I do this at my own expense. He actually has a flowing business. Um, I do this at my own expense. I want these books to fund my visits to uh, Ronald McDonald's house. And so it took, took me about a year to, well, I kind of had to educate him about how the writing industry works. He knows all about the TV industry, right. but uh, not about books and things like that. So it took a little while and kind of to, to help him learn what works for young audiences and what don't, what won't, and sort of mm-hmm. craft out a story that, um, that fits his animals and he's happy with, but would also please audiences. And so if you read Dusty's Adventures and you see some of the things, but most of the things as far as happening between the main character, Kitten, and the other main character, Dusty, those are things based on what his animals really do. So everything everything they do, I actually incorporated it into the story. So other than a, applying a, a plot and a conflict, uh, I didn't have to do a whole lot of work uh, wow. you know, when it came to character stuff. Oh, you want to hear some exciting news about Dusty's adventure? Yes, please. Please. Okay. I I have just found out, because Mark and I, we're working on the sequel, and it's going to become an audio book here. I've been uh, auditioning readers this weekend. But it looks like Mark and Dusty have been shortlisted. Uh, <gasps> not a done deal, but they're on the shortlist for an interview on the Today Show in New York. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. It would be. So 
Mark and Dusty doing what they work the cameras very well. Dusty Dusty's a real diva when it comes to cameras. He poses. It's crazy. I I, I watched him do it. I wouldn't believe it unless I saw him do it. But he see, he sees you got a camera or a phone pointed at him. He begins. He goes into his heroic poses. It's really funny. And so well, um, he mentioned the book as well. Oh, the book. Well, that's why he's on the show. Is oh my gosh, that that's is a huge awesome. thing. It's that not a, a done deal. Thing. I'm really, I'm really hoping that that it comes about. Um, what Mark and I have decided to do, because we are essentially self-publishers, we're kind of taking a very different approach to selling books. Now you can buy our books on Barnes and Noble and Amazon and right. you know all those other places, but you know again we we really like helping people. And so what Mark has done is he's put together this book. And future books will go in this as well, and some items for schools to earn uh, money for fundraising. Oh, good. So if you go to DustysAdventures.com, we actually have a fundraising program for schools and any organization that wants to use it. Oh, that's cool. And so it is really, and this is this is Mark's idea. Mark is is a first-rate businessman. Uh, it's, uh-huh. I mean, I'm the writer. He's he's the brains behind the marketing, and it's a very good idea. So wow, um, we've we've actually we actually are implementing it. Should get rolling out in March, and hopefully in time to catch schools to give them the chance to to actually uh, to actually implement this if they want to. And the nice wow, thing is, have... is we also give a portion back to Ronald McDonald House too. Okay, you know, I think at this point I've interviewed uh, 65, 70-ish authors, and I think uh, Rob Trescalard is, is on that list. I have never heard an author do that. That is brilliant, and it is kind, and how fantastic. That is such, and I, I'm really glad you're doing that, and I do hope it gets on the Today Show. That would be, oh, that is so cool. I am so happy for yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, things oh, are really, we are, really doing well. Good. We, you know what? I told you this would happen. I told you this would go quick. We're kind of running low on time. Okay. okay. Tell folks where they can find the final paladin, Kiva Polion, as well as Dusty's Adventures. Both of them. Tell folks okay. how they can find them. You can find these books. They're available on Amazon.com if you search for the titles or if you search for T.J. Akers, and by the way, there aren't very many of them on on Amazon, so I'm really easy to find. Um, or you can go to Barnes and Noble, and you can find them there. Um, and you can probably have your bookstore order them too. They are this was uh, done through Ingram Sparks, so both of these titles appear in all the catalogs that retail places, libraries, and schools use. So wow. if, if you go to any bookstore and you tell them you want Dusty's Adventures or you want The Final Paladin, they can look it up in their catalog and find it right away. You know what I should have asked you earlier? How, how many books do you foresee in the series The Final Paladin? I mean, honestly, right L2, now. L2 will let me pray. That's awesome. Um, Are you working honestly, on book two I, right I now? Got, oh, yeah, I'm working on book two. I can see 10 or 12 of these things. Oh, my gosh. So do you know oh, yeah. how it's I'm, all going to end, even in your head right now? Oh, yeah. Gosh. 
You're amazing. I I told you are amazing. I told uh, I told uh, my publisher uh, who the villain because we really don't know who the villain is, and you won't know who the real villain, the mastermind is. But I told my publisher uh, Michelle who the villain was, and her mouth drops open, and she goes, "Oh my, wow, seriously?" And That's goes, oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So very she, good. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I have surprised. Well, good. Okay, good. Well, it is a tradition, TJ, here on the Geek Block to end with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? All of these oh, would have to no, do with your book ahead. in some way. Okay. The okay, last question ahead. does not, but all the others have to do with your book. Okay. Number one, the Five Points Borough in New York was actually the intersection of how many streets? Three, four, or five? Five. Five. It's oh, three. Three streets intersected. It had five corners. No, but but there's right? also a park that has a. Okay, that you're. I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with what you said. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Which of these was not an actual gang of the Five Points? Which one is not an act? Was not an actual gang? The Yos, the Doc Eyes, or the Dead Rabbits? I think it was the Doc Eyes. Correct. Correct. Use, okay. Now. Speak. Yeah, I I use the Dead Rabbits in my book. Okay. Speaking of rabbits. What is worse to sit next to, to on a transcontinental fight, uh, flight? A hobgoblin, a troll, or one of those rabbits from the current Peter Rabbit movie? Which well, would be the worst? Kind of scary to me, but but I, I, I think, think I so too. Uh, me too. I am yeah, so I glad you said that about that movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Speaking of Charlemagne, Charlemagne. We spoke of Charlemagne, Charles the First. He was the son of Pepin the Short and Bertha the what? Bertha of the bald heads, Bertha of the hairy knees, or Bertha of the Bigfoot? <laughs> this is this is I a real thing, thing, I promise. Yeah, no, it the is. Bald- uh, I remember Pepin the Short. So could you give me those answers one more time? Bald heads, hairy knees, or Bigfoot? Uh, I believe it was bald heads. Bigfoot. It was Bertha of the Bigfoot, but you know what? That's not better than that's not better than the bald heads. Bertha of the Bigfoot. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want that no. name. Okay. Last but not least, and this is the question that I have ended the show with for years: worst superpower, superhuman strength only when dressed as a woman, or the ability to stop criminals only by spraying them like a skunk? Yeah, the skunk. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. Well, that's it, TJ. You survived. Tell listeners one more time the name of your book. Okay. Your most recent uh, book. The Final Paladin is is one book, and Dusty's Adventures: The Beginning is is the other book. And folks, you can find him at TJ Acres, T-J-A-K-E-R-S dot com. And when you get that second book out or when Dusty's Adventures hits the Today Show, can we have you back on our show? Oh, sure. Yay! Okay. Thank you very much. Well, that's it. That's it for us on the Geek Block. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Carla Hoke. You can visit me on Twitter as well as on my blog at FightRight, F-I-G-H-T-W-R-I-T-E dot net. And until next month, God bless and stay weird. 